Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. We have made it to Friday. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, home of the Sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino. You can learn more about them online at PearlRiverResort.com alongside Michael Borky and Brian Haydad. I am Richard Cross. Thank you for being with us. We'd love to hear from you. What are your weekend plans? It is going to be a scorcher outside. What are you going to do to stay cool, to entertain yourself, to entertain your kids, to entertain your family or your friends? Let us know on the C Spire text line, 601 879 Four three nine five. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business, backed by world class IT professionals who live where? You know where? Right here in C Spire Country, where you live. Learn more at cspire.com slash business. I've always thought somebody lived in my attic. I guess I now know the answer. Yeah, well, you know, it's the uh, the geniuses from the uh, C Spire fiber team, you know. Okay. Make sure you're up and running all the time. It's good. I remember a few years ago when a video went like extremely viral because a guy suspected that somebody was living in his house. And it took him a long time to start figuring out that it wasn't just like the building making noise or whatever or rats or something that he finally had enough anecdotal evidence to decide, you know... I'm going to put a camera up inside my house and try to figure out what's causing this. Mm. A woman was living in his attic, and when he would leave, would come down and use the bathroom and sometimes (laughs) eat his food and was living in his house. So when you got to leave out those special brownies, you know, you got to set the trap. The video. Did she I'm, bathe? I'm, I, I guess. I mean, I'm sure the video will come up on a uh, on a Google search if you want to watch it. it. It's been years, but I mean, you see her clear as day, just climbing out and coming down and living in his house. So it's rough. Do you go into your attic often enough to know whether or not there is a uh, person living there? Uh, yeah, no, no but I don't go up there enough. But it's, I don't ever hear anybody either. So. 
they're that quiet, more power to them. They're allowed to live there. They're keeping it down. They're, they're doing Rent better than free. my kids are. Keep, keep it down. Rent-free even. Uh, today is yeah. a case of the best laid plans. All guests on Sports Talk Mississippi appear on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. And this afternoon on the Farm Bureau guest line, we have no one. Uh, had uh, We actually had two or three really good ideas. and uh, apparently great ideas. People, people are uh, are starting their 4th of July holiday weekends a little early and uh, just are not available. I'm, I'm already, I, some, some people are already on my bad side. They haven't even been on the show yet. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, no, I don't. It happens. Uh, good yeah. news is we've got plenty to uh, to get to with you this afternoon. We're going to talk a bunch of football. Um, we're going to get to some strength of schedule rankings as we look around the SEC. We've got two teams today that are uh, coming up on the college football fix as we roll toward the uh, the start of a holiday weekend. We've got a food Friday coming up, and uh, we're just going to let you know right now we have not asked our friends at Polk's about this. I think they will be okay with it. Today is going to be an extended edition of Food Friday. It's not just going to be the 520 segment. We're going to do two full segments of Food Friday with you this afternoon as we move toward a weekend where a lot of people cook. It was almost like it was 4th of July, Independence Day at, uh, at my house last night when I got home. Jane said, it's too hot for me to ask you to cook burgers. I was like, okay, thank you. She's like, would you mind picking right some about up? That. I was like, I appreciate that. She said, would you mind uh, picking some up on the way home? So I did that. And she had um, a corn and black bean salsa that was made to go with, uh, like, tortilla chips. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting myself the, uh, ahead of myself on food fry. the Robert St. John recipe yeah, the, there? We literally have a segment, sponsored segment, for this exact Hold conversation Two don't hours let Borky, now. don't let Borky deter you. If we did three hours of food, nobody would complain and everybody would be happy. Don't let Borky oh, talk we'd push have you one around. Guy and you know we'd have one guy. That one guy is not somebody you want to be. You know what he can do. You know what he can do. We got plenty more. I just it was it was great though. So, yeah. um, corned black bean salsa. Yes, it's the Robert St. John recipe. And you can do more than just use that as like a dressing over the top of fish. It makes a great dip. So had that with uh, tortilla chips for a dip. She did corn salad as well. So fresh corn with uh, tomatoes and different color bell peppers. And there's some celery that's chopped up in there. And it's got, I don't know what the, I should know. But I don't know what the kind of creamy, like really light creamy sauce is that's in with it. I, I, I should anyway. Fantastic. Sliced up a big watermelon. Had some burgers. It was a good night. Just a uh, just a random Thursday night closing oh. in on the Fourth of July. It's like fantastic. Let's get a jump start. I'm in. There you go. There you go. Uh, I, I did. I did ask anybody. Uh, anybody got plans? For the uh, for the weekend, given the heat that we have coming on, Paul in Starkville says he's going to Town Creek Campground with the camper and the pontoon, and he's going to stay on the Tom Bigby River for the weekend. That well, sounds fun. 
That's a Dropped really good plan. That's a really good plan. Jeff in Grenada says uh, this is the G-rated version of this thing. It's t- hotter than two rats kissing in a wool sock. Yes. Uh, family's on the way to Sardis Lake. <laughs> Got a uh, crappie fry happening for the uh, for the fourth. The rats do a lot of kissing. I wonder. Well, you know, when they do, it gets hot. Yeah, no, I got you. I got uh, you. When it when it gets hot, um, we have a shut up, Borky. This is America. America. Okay. So, um, what are you guys doing this weekend? I just want to clip that so we can have it more more often, though. Just shut up, Borky. This is America. <laughs> uh, survive. Have it ready. That's the, that's the yeah. plan this weekend is just to to live, survive. I mean, goodness gracious! Uh, there like, was an attempted murder today. Did you see it? The son tried to kill everybody. Man, my I, it's brutal out there, man. My my three year old son, luckily is not like some other kids you'll see that are just glued to their iPads and never want to go out. All he wants to do is be outside. Ooh, did you hear Borky casting aspersions there? He took some shots at some parents right there. Young kid should spend some time. Well, young kids should spend more time outside. Uh, Agreed. But he, I, I don't like. He, I don't have to force him. He just does what he, he wants to be outside. He wants to be getting dirty. He. He loves to just dig in the dirt. I've got a sandbox for him. Doesn't hey, matter. He, he wants to go Jeep to the dirt. Too. Loves that Jeep. My gosh, he can't stop on that Jeep. It's awesome because uh, it's got a Bluetooth on it, and he mm-hmm. makes me play music. And I put on like these '80s playlists, and so he's like r- jamming around to Rush while he's driving the Jeep in the backyard. It's awesome. But that's what I'm talking about. The last couple that's of America. days, I can't keep him outside. I mean, and I wouldn't want to anyway, but it's so hot that even he, the most I-don't-care-I-want-to-be-outside human on this planet, is so hot that he's like, you know what, I'm good. Like, once it hit, like, 930, it's, no, 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 Dad, I, I, we got to go inside. This is terrible. Where's that iPad, Dad? <laughs> uh, avoided the iPad. Ricky, but Ricky from Ocean Springs, can you imagine someone trying to live in your attic in Mississippi right now? Yeah, Ooh. that's another thing. It better be It'd an be insulated dead. attic. Yeah, it would not uh, would not go well. Lee in New Albany, we offer our condolences. We have a softball tournament in Ripley tomorrow. Bless those girls, man. Keep, I'd be keep, sitting in a bucket of ice. Keep, keep uh, you will, uh, but just keep them as cool as possible. As yeah. no, hold on, you 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 know he you, you don't know this could just be like a beer league softball thing. They could just be going to play. They may not, they may not be kids. He just says we. That's true. Oh, you think you think that's you think that's Lee and his I mean, buddies playing in a softball we need, tournament? We, we we need we need more clarification. Because wow. if it was just me and my buddies, I think we'd be canceling. We'd be like, you know what? We're good. Probably uh just probably stay at the home, stay at the house and drink beer. Yeah. Yep. Here you go, Borky. I'm hundred percent with you. My kids love to be outside. They are nine and six years old. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm excited for it. It's going to die down a little bit so we can get back to being outside all day. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that next week could be is, better. That's good news. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's going to get, next going to week, get only 90. The high is only 92 next week. That's Take that. It's like a, a cool front making like a, its way through. Like a winter breeze. 
Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. Talk Mississippi continues. Content on the ceasefire text line and not follow through. So I said, What are you doing as we roll into the start of a holiday weekend? But in, in fairness, Fourth of July, Independence Day is not until Tuesday, but a lot of folks taking Monday off. So uh, for, for some, the start of a, a long weekend. Alex says, We are going to be flying powered parachutes and powered paraglides at Harold Field in Pisgah, Mississippi this weekend. Should have a burger or two. Come join us. Sounds awesome. <laughs> It does sound cool. I'm not doing it, but it does sound cool. You seen the video of the guy in one of those things where a bird lands on it? Oh, he's he's way up, like in the clouds, on one of those things, and he flies right up behind a bird, and the bird just lands on it, right like in between his legs, and just keeps its wings out and just hangs out on this glider, you know, hundreds of feet up in the air as he's flying. Oh man, I spend too much time on the internet. I think. <laughs> um. Would, would would either of the two of you join me nope. in jumping out of an airplane with a parachute? Nope. No chance. I'll tell you what. Zero percent chance. If if the only time I do it is if I'm diagnosed with a terminal illness, then I then I would do oh, something yeah. like that. If there was serious money involved, I'd do it. You're like, if you do this, I'll give you that. I, I was going to yeah, say, okay. is there? I'm assuming there's a dollar figure that is associated with Every, it. Everybody's got a price. What is uh, what is the dollar figure? I don't know off the top of my head. Throw a number out, and I'll tell you higher or lower. You you go. You go well, first. Well, well, let me ask you this. Is there a dollar figure that could be associated with money raised for the Palmer home that would, uh, or we're talking about cold hard oh. cash into your pocket? <laughs> we gotta have, that's going to be a matching donation, half to the Palmer home and half to the Haydad home. Ooh. I'm going to get something out of it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now that's that's like my biggest fear is heights. I don't I don't. Would you, you know. would you do it for for five thousand dollars? Ten. Ten is my number. Ten thousand is your number. Yeah. Okay. And that's what you know. I, I you know I might have a heart attack on the way down. I'll be totally honest with you. I might not ever get to collect. Um. You know what I. I I don't know if this is Alex told me that she would work on this, and, and I don't know how the uh, the negotiations are going. On getting me ten thousand dollars to jump out of a plane, I can't wait. <laughs> no, work hard, Alex. In the uh, I think it's in the fall. We have okay. a remote that is coming up that I think is at the Columbus Air Force Base, and it coincides with an air show that is happening. I, I think I don't think I made this up. Oh, and I think that the Thunderbirds are flying in the air show. And I oh, asked, you know, when she was like, hey, are you available on this date? I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. And is there a chance I could fly along with them? And she said she would ask. So I, 
I, I don't know I if the Thunderbirds do that or not. I know the Blue Angels from time to time will uh, will take a passenger, like a a media type person along for. That'd be some content for us, wouldn't it? Yeah, we gotta get a GoPro on you. No doubt. Yeah. W- would I throw up? You know what? I'm guy. You know I'm feeling good today. I'm in a good mood. I'm gonna give you some credit and say no. I would say no. You'd you'd be a little woozy. You'd be a little you know weebling and wobbling. But I think you there would be no reversal of fortune. Mm. I'd like to think so. It feels like there's a balance of not having anything on your stomach and needing to eat a you gotta little eat bit something. something to yeah. avoid some some nausea. I don't know. Now for uh, me, new hope. Okay. if I could strap myself in, no chance. I'm that's coming back. Okay. And new no hope chance. says that the Thunderbirds are not scheduled to be at Columbus Air Force Base until March of 2024. Okay, Ed, maybe maybe I got bad information. Well, well, if it ever happens, we'll let you know. I promise. Yeah. That's something I'd love to do. <laughs> hey, Dad, would you go up in a, in a hot air balloon? Well, we see somebody talking about this. Uh, we talked about this on Thunder and Lightning. Absolutely not. No. Just just out in the open, in the heights, gust of wind comes and knocks me out of the basket? No chance. That's why I don't mind flying in a plane, because at least you're enclosed. Forky, would you do a hot air balloon? I've been in one. Yeah, I'll do it again. Have you? I have. Where? It, it, where I grew up when I was a kid. Short flight. Cool experience? It was really cool. And it was oh, a really I, calm I day, say, so we didn't move mu- uh, didn't move very fast. But So it was a full-on, full flight. you go up in it, not one of those deals where it's tethered to the ground. No. They'd like, take you up and then bring you back down. Okay. No, flew. Yeah. Okay. But it, it was, he said it was an easy day. It just it was so calm that we just went from A to B that there there wasn't much drama, which I yeah. you know we appreciated. But I have a friend that's really into hot air balloons, and she went out to some festival this past year in like Arizona or something. Mm. Hundreds of balloons out there. It was really cool. A couple of years ago on vacation, Obi, my our, our son, you know who Obi is. Good grief. Um, not the really not the sandwich place. Is that what you're trying to tell me? He was really, he's like, can we go fly in a hot air balloon? And it's like, I don't really know where that idea popped into his head. It's like, this is something I think we got to plan for a little bit more. Um, that's a, but, but I think it's, I think it'd be a cool experience. Uh, somebody said they took a wine tour in Napa Valley in a hot air balloon, but that's gorgeous. Oh, uh, it's surreal. Dwayne and Brandon says when Richard goes upside down inside that jet, he's going to lose it. Eh, maybe. Have a little faith in our guy. Come on. Uh, I've heard it's really loud being in a hot air balloon. Also don't it like is. the fact that you have no control over what direction you go. You really don't. Hmm. I mean, you can kind of do some things, but not really. Yeah, the... Uh... That thing's got some the, the engine or whatever they call it. I don't remember. That's got some power to it. The heater. Oh yeah. Jay at the Res says I was filming a TV segment in a hot air balloon years ago and we semi crash landed. Not cool. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Uh, no. Malcolm and Pontotoc. I'll jump for twenty bucks in a six pack. Well, I wonder Malcolm, if Malcolm we might have a thing for you. I wonder if Malcolm perhaps has a history of jumping out of airplanes. <laughs> perhaps. He might. He uh, might. 
Uh, if there is a price that you would jump out of a plane, it's because you're afraid to do it. If you're wanting to take money, you're saying that there's a price on your life. Hey, Dad, I'm saying that you better ask for $100 trillion. That is from well, Wade. Well, nobody's got that. Nobody's got $100 trillion just laying around to give me. Ten grand, maybe somebody's just like, you know what, I want to see that fat son of a just get up there and and jump out of a plane. I want to see it. Mm. You never know. Hundred trillion's not gonna happen though. I believe T Birds have an F sixteen B to take you along for a ride in a two seater. I, I know absolutely nothing about it. I simply know that I would love to go along for a ride in a fighter jet. Oh man. It's a bucket list thing. We would totally we would totally get you the aviators and the maverick look. We would make we would make it look good too. No doubt. And I promise you, and the guy you right doing before the, we... Doing the high five with the go over and catch him on the backside there. And and right before we took off, I promise you, I would look out that window and I would give a salute and a thumbs up. Yes! If we don't get Richard Cross on video saying, I feel the need, the need for speed, we have failed as a media company. Iceman, you stink. Oh man, if we can get Borky in a, in a in a flight suit as Iceman. No, we've got I something. I was Iceman for Halloween two years ago. That's what I'm saying. Just wanna, I just want to see Borky go. Sort of, sort of see him make the chomp. Yeah. If I had the opportunity, kind of on behalf of the show, to fly in a fighter jet, should I take along a Polaroid camera? Yes. <laughs> you never know. There could be a MIG up there. Just in and, case. And, and, Just on the off chance that you need to, you know, improve international relations, you're right there. International relations? Yeah, we were you communicating. Know. Yeah. You know, communicating. Finger. Oh, I hate when it does that. Uh, giving him the, yeah, giving him the yeah. bird. Yeah. Yes, take a Polaroid. That would be, uh... Because, because you were inverted. Oh, we just got a message that says, so you're the one. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yes! Uh, this is awesome. We're just having fun with you on a Friday, rolling toward a holiday weekend. Uh, we started talking yesterday about predicted order of finish and what we believe the media will vote. And this is not necessarily what we believe will be the predicted order of finish, but we are a couple of weeks away from SEC Media Days in Nashville this year for the very first time. And uh, the media is generally very predictable in the way that it um, in the way that it picks the order each year. And we talked through the SEC East yesterday. Let's uh, let's do that with the SEC West when we come back. Bubba in Oxford gets credit for So You're the One. Yes. Yeah. We got more coming up with you. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studios. We'll be right back. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi.
Hey, Borky, I know sometimes you think I don't listen to you, which is sometimes true, but sometimes I do. And I took uh, a recommendation that you made yesterday very, very seriously. And I am two hours, uh, I'm listening to it, not reading it in, like, book form, but I am two hours into The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Yeah? And it is spectacular. I can't wait to start it. I've got one more episode of The Bear left, and then I'm flipping to the book. It's It really... In fact, I've already recommended. I, uh, I I called my friend Brett Norsworthy, who's been uh, in St. Louis at Cardinals games for the last three days. I was like, "Hey, if you need like a ride along, pal, I, I don't." Brett's not always the most technologically advanced guy, and so I'm not sure if he has Audible and like does the whole download books and listen to it while he's driving or not. But I do know that he's a reader, and he's like, "I'll absolutely get it." That sounds like a fabulous story. It it is. I'm a little disappointed. Usually when I download books on Audible, I like them to be long books. This one's only like five and a half hours. And so it's it's going really, really fast. But it is riveting. Turns out they it. made it a movie, by the way. Zac Efron, Bill Murray, Russell Crowe are all in it. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's good. Borky recommended this book yesterday. And... Um, I was like, you know what, I'll download it, and started listening to it on the lawnmower last night, and it's fantastic. The Greatest Beer Run Ever is the name of the book. So if you're looking for uh, something to read over the holiday weekend, maybe uh, maybe that is the thing for you. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. If you want to be a part of the conversation, we'd love to hear from you this afternoon. So yesterday... We, we started talking about predicted order of finish in the SEC for the upcoming football season, but not so much in terms of making our predictions, but what we think the media is going to vote when we get to Nashville here in a couple of weeks. And for the East, we landed on this yesterday. Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, Missouri, Vanderbilt. And we did hold out that perhaps some helmet bias will have Florida slotted a little bit higher. I just think so many people watched Florida's spring game that are involved with college football, and they're not going to be able to get that image and how bad the offense was out of their heads when they vote. I don't know. Maybe the orange helmet with script gators across it will outweigh that image from their spring game. But the quarterback options are Graham Mertz and Jack Miller. Unless somebody materializes in the next couple of months. So, what about for the West? How is the media going to vote for the Western Division? Borky submitted a list here. And he says, tell me where I'm wrong. I'll tell you where you're wrong. He says LSU 1, Alabama 2, Texas A&M 3, Ole Miss 4, Arkansas 5, Mississippi State 6, Auburn 7. This is what we think the media is going to do. You're wrong with 1 and 2, and you're wrong with 6 and 7. The media is going to vote Alabama to win the West and LSU to finish second. 
Texas A&M mm-hmm. is going to be voted third. Ole Miss is going to be voted fourth. Arkansas will be fifth. Auburn will be sixth. And Mississippi State will be seventh. I thought about that. He's, he's correct. That will not be my ballot, but that will be the ballot. Alabama will definitely get it. If nothing else, the the concentration of touchdown Alabama media will get Alabama over the top. There's just more people who cover Alabama from a, that are fans of Alabama than there are people who cover LSU and the rest of us who are unbiased. And there's going to be and there'll be enough people who are just like I think Alabama's going to win anyway. But the yeah. Alabama people will vote for Alabama. I, I remember declaring a few years ago. After like mm-hmm. kind of trying to be creative and really think, I said, "What am I doing here? I'm voting Alabama first in the West every year until proven otherwise." I know right. LSU but, won it. I, I know LSU won it last year. I'm aware, but I'm pretty sure Nick Saban is still the head coach at Alabama. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then you're right on with, with, with State being picked last. They're going to be picked last. There's just no question about it. New head coach. And and Freeze has some cachet that Arnett's not going to have. So, And then I'll be totally honest with you. I won't be totally surprised if Auburn's picked fifth and Arkansas is picked sixth. I also won't be surprised if Ole Miss is picked third and A&M is picked fourth. I don't think so. I mean, I'm not going to vote him that way, but I'm just telling you I won't be surprised. Yeah. I just this guy. Um, I'm not going to vote him that way. You already how, knew that, though. How, how will you vote it? As we said today, I, I'm at all on, on LSU. No, I haven't. No, I will have LSU one, Alabama two. I'll have A and M three, State four, Ole Miss five, Arkansas six, Auburn seven. All right, say that one more time. LSU sure. one, LSU, Alabama, A and M. State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Auburn. That's my top. That's my seven. I'm, I'm not. I'm not messing with you when I say this. Tell me why you're picking State over Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss will be seven and five, and Ole Miss and State will be eight and four. I mean, just simple as that. I think State will lose to Alabama, LSU, A and M, and. Pick another road game. I think L- Ole Miss will lose to Georgia, Alabama, LSU, State, and either Auburn, Arkansas, or Texas A&M. Why are you so confident in June that Mississippi State's beating Ole Miss? I mean, State is a veteran football team. I, I think people have lost in the fact that with Leach passing away, how many seniors are on this football team? I mean, this is a very experienced football team, plenty of talent back on defense. Uh, Rodgers is as you know experienced a quarterback as you have. They've got skill position guys. The offensive line is, is experienced. I, I just feel like that's a more experienced football team, top to bottom, than Ole Miss. Who I, I you know I heard what Cole Kublik said a week ago, but I have a lot of questions about them defensively. Do you think Mississippi State is a better football team? This coming year than they were last year. That's a good question, you know, because last year they had to play Georgia, right? It, it, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, they had to play Georgia last year. So if they had played South Carolina at home or, or, or Vanderbilt at home or somebody other than Georgia, would they have been nine and three? But by that same token, they lost to a terrible Kentucky team. You know, they should have beaten them. They were better than them. So to answer your question, 
I think they can be better. I think that I think they are a more they are more they are more likely to overachieve this year. The, last year, I felt like they achieved eight and four is what I predicted last year. I feel I felt like they achieved this year. I feel like they could be a nine and three team. I just feel like with Arnett's first year, he'll make a first year head coaching mistake, and one will get away from him that it, that probably maybe shouldn't. We've if never Leach seen were still here, I would say call nine and three. an offense in the SEC before, though. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I, I do feel like at times we kind of lose. Th- th- there's too much of Mike Leach is a legendary Hall of Fame football coach who did it in a unique way, elevating programs in ways that people couldn't do consistently the way he could for two decades. And going from him to somebody who's never done it before ever, paired with an offensive coordinator that's not called an offense in the SEC yet, and they get better. I think they're going to run the football more. That that was the issue last year for State is they weren't committed to running the football. When they did run the football, they were really good offensively. When they didn't, you saw what happened. This year they're going to run the football, and I think Marks is a good enough running back that I think the transfer from Penn State, Kevon Lee, is going to be a, a good contributor for Mississippi State. The offensive line will be fine. I think they'll be able to run the football. I think they have a chance to be better offensively than they were. you got to remember, Leach, they took a big step back last year offensively from from uh, Rogers' second year to his third. Now, they they dropped about 60, 70 yards a game. So, I mean, it, let's not act like – I mean, this offense, I think, was, was seventh last year in the SEC. I have to double-check that. I mean, let's, let's not act like they were just out there breaking records every week. I think they can, if they're more balanced, they can be better this year. I need to, I need to think back on that egg bowl from last year a little bit more. And, and hey, Dad, you may remember it play by play, series by series. I, I don't. But what I do remember thinking was. I watched a game that for a really long time it looked like neither team wanted to win and neither team played very well. And I feel like it would be taking away from Mississippi State winning the game to say that Ole Miss kind of gave it away. But but that mm-hmm. game was there for the taking for either of those teams. I would say State's defense stepped up and took away that game. Maybe. And 17 tackles for loss. I mean, that, yeah. that's pretty good. It was. Let's pick this up when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV with you in the Pearl River Resort Studio. This Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Supertalk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Supertalk Mississippi station. This town been a long time coming, been a long hard drive. Gonna smoke some, gonna drink some, gonna find a little trouble if now we're gonna make some. Rolling, 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 rolling. So, talking about the Egg Bowl from last year, 61 degrees at kickoff for that game. You just never know. Didn't it rain a little bit? <laughs> a little bit. Just a touch. Are you. 
Did it rain a lot? Yeah, it did. Last year during the egg roll? Yeah, it rained almost the entire second half. Okay. That's why State started running the ball. Man, in my memory, ooh. I, I like I was in it too. I like I was on the field in you're that in rain. the you're on the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. You should remember. Yeah. Oh well. No, I yeah, ran, ran quite back a, through the, the drive rain chairs charting. at the end. Oh yeah. Um I was looking at the drive chart. Ole Miss's first two offensive drives of the game, or two of their first three, stalled out inside the twenty and they had to kick field goals. Mm-hmm. And then they had a long drive late in the second quarter, but then gave up the big drive to Mississippi State to get the Bulldogs close right before the half. Right. State scored on its first possession of the fourth quarter. There was no, I mean, it was a. Yeah. A couple, had a, I'd say had a couple turnovers, I think, in the third quarter. That game was 16 14 at half, and it was 16 14 when it went to the fourth quarter. Gross. Mm-hmm. Dude, Ole Miss was atrocious in the red zone. Just an atrocity in the red zone last year. And I don't think it's Jackson Dart's fault. They had personnel issues with tight end, and it felt like they were deeply uncreative at times in the red zone. And that there are so many things to talk about a team going into a season, but that's one that maybe he's not getting enough play, and maybe it's our fault, but Ole Miss has got to improve dramatically in the red zone, scoring touchdowns, putting the ball in the end zone in the red zone. It cost yeah. them the Alabama game. It cost them the Mississippi State game. They have got to score when they get into the red zone, and they, they did not do that enough last year. Yeah. Hey, and, and look, the, the first thing I said, and I mean, you're going to hear whatever you want to hear when we have a conversation like this, was I don't want to take away from the fact that State won the game. Ole Miss played a right. poor game on Thanksgiving night last year. Hey, Dad, you were there. You saw it. There's no debating. There's no arguing. Ole Miss did not play well in that game, and they still had a chance at a two-point conversion with a minute and change left to tie the game and possibly send it to overtime. Yeah, and then the other side of that is... If Will Rogers doesn't fumble the ball at the one yard line, State wins this game by two touchdowns, and and it's we're not it's not even you know really that close. Yeah, yeah. Um, which team? That's what State overcame in this game was Rogers. Rogers was awful. In this game. Yeah, it was it was not a good night for him. It was not. Yeah. Which of these two teams has? More questions going into this year because I, I know I mean, I like, maybe the the flip answer, like the the quick answers. Well, Ole Miss got answer a lot of questions, and and I guess they do on the defensive side and and at wide receiver. But the flip side of that is you get what four returning starters on the offensive line, the best running back in the SEC, and a second year starter at quarterback who got better as the season went along last year. The state has fewer questions defensively. They don't have any questions at wide receiver. They have the same setup on the offensive line. Marks, you know, Marks isn't Judkins. Oh, oh, oh. How, does, how does state not have any questions at wide receiver? I think between Griffin, Thomas, Robinson, they've got plenty of guys there. Yeah, but who did they lose I, I from last year? I think will be fine. 
three of their top four receivers. Yeah, but I mean, Rufus Harvey is not exactly irreplaceable. They'll have somebody to take those reps. Plus, they don't need as many receivers in this offense. They're not going to be rotating seven, eight guys. They'll have five or six guys tops. Okay. But between, two, but having having Tulu back, having Justin Robinson back, bringing in Freddie Roberson from the grad transfer portal, I think they'll be okay. They, I mean, I think they have they have got some SEC production back from last year. Yeah. I, maybe my biggest question is, and we all know that that Mississippi State traditionally is undervalued in the preseason compared to what their results turn out to be. Yep. Last year was another example. Oh, Uh of course it was. Of course it was. Why is it, though, in this year in particular, that most people, as they were starting to get preseason polls, have got state sixth or seventh, and you're so much higher on them that maybe they're third or fourth in the West? Because people don't know Arnett enough. They don't know enough about this team. They just see, oh, Mike Leach is gone. We might, but the average national commentator sees, well, Leach is gone. They're obviously going to take a step back. Yeah. And I don't know that that's the laziest take ever. I mean, there have been a lot of lazy takes as it pertains to Mississippi State through the years in the preseason. I don't know that Mike Leach being gone with a first-year head coach and saying that they likely are to take a step back is the laziest take we've ever heard, but we'll see. We'll be back. Take the friggin' wax out of your ear. Did you hear me? This is Sports Talk. This is sports Talk. Mississippi. Woo-hoo! I say sports fans. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. Hour Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Good to be with you in the Pearl River Resort studios. We talked earlier about how hot it is outside. You want to cool off? How about Geyser Falls Water Park? You can visit geyserfalls.com to learn more. Day passes, weekend passes, whatever it is that you're looking for. Great slides. They've got the Lazy River. They've got the wave pool. They've got the kids area. They've got the big dump uh, bucket that slowly dumps water over your head, and or I guess the bucket slowly fills up, and then it tips over and dumps water over your head. Great place for kids, for families, for kids at heart. Check it out. Cool off. Go to a spot where you're going to love it this weekend. Geyser Falls Water Park, part of Pearl River Resort. Ceasefire text line is open, 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber from Ceasefire Business. Ceasefire.com slash business. Hey, Dan, what was that? You, you, you looked like something was bothering you. I, did. I, just, I just got an email from the NHL with their updated privacy policy. Like, why? Mm, why did thanks. I get this? I, I don't. I don't know why. I got an email yesterday about Notre Dame season tickets, and I actually texted my buddy Tyler Horker. I was like, what would you sign me up for? Mm. I'm not buying Notre Dame season tickets. How much are they? 
I didn't even look. Let's look. I, you know what? Maybe it's maybe it's a uh, reasonable price. Well, if it's I mean, well, if it's I don't reasonable know. enough, you might buy the tickets yeah. and then sell them on the secondary. Make, I can make them back on the Ohio game. State. Uh, I mean, oh, these are single game tickets. So, uh, nah, oh no. yeah, the USC and Ohio State are already sold out. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the NHL, the draft was a couple nights ago, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. each team got to bring like a collection of whoever they wanted to announce their pick. And uh, this was what happened when the Montreal Canadiens announced their pick. Bonsoir. The Canadian de Montreal are proud to select David... (laughs) Sacre bleu! We planned it that way. David Reinbacker. (laughs) Reinbacker. <laughs> and nobody, he sat, he stood there for 10 seconds and nobody helped him. He, he looked around and he's like, hey guys. Help me out here. And, and he wasn't quick enough on his feet to be like, ah, oh, David, you know what your last name is. Get up here. Come on, David. We know which David's going in the first round. Yeah, we picked David. How many Davids are there out there? Come on. Wait, is it You w? could be our pick if you get up, if you get up to the podium fast enough, you could be the pick. Didn't almost have a basketball player uh-huh. a few years ago. A few years ago, spelled David, pronounced David. Am I making that up? No, nah, probably not. I, I, that's not. I mean, yeah, in soccer, there's plenty of those guys. Three point, three point shooter played for Andy Kennedy. Hmm. I don't know, but I do know that the Arizona Coyotes drafted a guy named Denial Butt. <laughs> Why? I mean, why? Haven't we worked together long enough that you know what my reaction is going to be to denial? But don't don't you know? David Huertas. He's he's from Russia. His name is Denial Butt, and it's just one T. Denial mm. Butt. Denial Butt is my name. Why is that so funny to all you Americans? I don't understand. I, I got there by the way before the text came in. I remember the name. David you, did, you did good. You Huertas. did good. And the Philadelphia Huertas. Flyers drafted. Oliver Bunk. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oliver Bunk. It was everywhere. Oliver Bunk. It, it was everywhere on Twitter and social media floating around. I know you guys saw it as well. The the man on the street interview with the um, uh, unknowingly with the GM of the Chicago Blackhawks was yeah Nashville incredible. Nashville tried to recapture the magic of that dra- of the NFL draft video of getting a bunch of morons who didn't know anything about the NFL, and it, it, it backfired on them. Man, we never played that audio. I wish we had. That was so funny. I still think about it sometimes. It was great. How confident was, everybody is, is on the Cowboys games, and it's not the Cowboys either time. It's the hmm. Colts. <laughs> but when they show the logo, they're like, oh, Cowboys. I know that one. That's the Cowboys. And nope. Oh, you're talking about from the draft. From the, yeah, from uh, the draft. From the yeah. NFL draft. Also, yeah. the San Jose Sharks yeah. drafted Quentin Musty. <laughs> we got a text here. They probably send Notre Dame tickets to all Catholics, say that. That's a good point. I didn't think the church might have just funneled them my email. Hmm. Very you likely. Have to go, though, to be in that database? What are you trying to say? Yeah. You you have said on numerous occasions that you do not remember Once the last time that you've been to Mass. 
It's 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 like the mafia, man. Once you're in, you're never out. You know, once you're made, I've been confirmed, reconciled, baptized, and communioned. I'm I'm good. So why do all of your fellow Catholics go to mass every week? I don't know. Really? <laughs> just like it. They just like it there. I guess I don't know. <laughs> When's that? When when was your last your your last appearance? Oh, I. It's not as it's not as long ago as you want to think it is, but it's far enough back that I'm like I can't off the top of my head remember. Calendar year? Yes, I've been this year. Oh, okay, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Do you do the Saturday night or the Sunday morning or the Sunday afternoon? Or have you got all the options? I used. I, I was a I'm a Sunday uh, early. I like to get out of there early so you can be done time. You need know, beat all the Protestants to the restaurants for lunch. And you're always home in time for the Saints kickoff. <laughs> you don't want to be at that 11:30 mass, and that game kicks off at noon, and you're back there checking your phone. You don't want to be that guy. No. Yeah. Yeah. I did see a video of mass in New Orleans uh, during one of their playoff runs because you know they live stream oh, church and stuff, and the the I guess it was wear whatever you want day. But, like, every second person that walked up to the altar had a Saints shirt, a Saints jersey. Like, they were leaving the church and going straight down to the dome. I mean, yeah. it, it looked like it was the tailgate, but it was inside a cathedral in downtown New Orleans. Hey, Dad, it's, it, it's funny that you said beat the Protestants because within the Protestant community, there, mm-hmm. is, a, uh, there is a line of thinking that it's beat the Baptists, you know. Yeah, because well, usually they don't you know, get out it until gets noon, further and further and so down. It's like that's the, yeah. the largest group usually, and so it's like if, you got out of eleven or they go to the bu- They go to the buffet. There it is, getting what's left. Yeah, we, we, I get first dibs. Uh, I guess we'll hold this until uh, after the break. But ESPN kind of went through its next round of layoffs today, and. It's happened a lot, right? So Disney, big corporate Disney, made the announcement several months ago that company-wide there were going to be 7,000 layoffs to try and shave $5.5 billion of expense. And more of that was on kind of the Disney corporate side, but ESPN was not immune to it, and so there have been layers of layoffs at ESPN, and the, the first round was was very much people behind the scenes. The second round included, you know, people that were involved with on-air stuff but weren't necessarily forward-facing, weren't on-air talent. This is the round that has gotten the most attention, though, because it's names that you recognize and faces that you recognize, and the expectation that it was going to be in the neighborhood of 20 folks that uh, that got laid off today I mean, we can start talking about this and just kind of carry it over. There's some names that, even knowing what they are doing, are a little surprising. Jeff Van Gundy has been the ESPN lead NBA analyst for, good grief, a really long time. And he's worked the last 15 NBA finals with Mark Breen and Mark Jackson. And he's one of those, he's so cynical that it's funny. I mean, he really does add to games. His, he's very intelligent and also grumpy, 
but engaging. He, he's the most interesting guy that calls games, I swear. And then he's sitting next to Mark Jackson, who... Uh, uh, and they, they, they picked one over the other, I guess, is, is how that works. And I don't get it. One offers so much more to the games than the other. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Rose? It's another one. I mean, he's their best in-studio analyst. Well, now that Reddick's there, maybe not, but he's been their their premier guy, and he's been he has been at ESPN since 2007 as a college basketball analyst, then an NBA analyst, host of the Jalen and Jacoby show, and a regular guest slash co-host on Get Up. Had been a part of ESPN's main NBA countdown set. And they're going to retool that again, which has happened kind of on the regular in recent years. So Jalen Rose and Jeff Van Gundy out. We'll talk about the other names that are moving on when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Mississippi, your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me put it to you this way. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. You can find Genteel at men's clothing stores across the state of Mississippi, including Steve's on the Square in Philadelphia, the Country Gentleman in Greenville, Chandelure Outfitters in Ocean Springs, Kincaid's Fine Clothing in Ridgeland, Reed's in Starkville, Randy Price and Company, Hattiesburg, and uh, Abraham's in Indianola. Uh, it's just great stuff. Yeah, I don't even really care what like genre of clothes you're looking for. And not dress clothes, right? I mean, you're you're not you're not buying suits there. You're not buying sport coats there. But in terms of everyday stuff that you can wear to work, that looks great, that's durable, that can be casual, they got you covered. Whether it's golf shirts or quarter zips or sweaters, when we get to the fall and the winter, got some outerwear. Uh, the pants are spectacular. They've got two or three different types. I, I've told you about the clubhouse pants, which are the super lightweight performance material that really hold their um, they, they hold their shape. They just look good and almost no wrinkles once you put them on. Uh, but they've also got the canvas pants when it gets a little cooler outside that are pretty fantastic also. And swim trunks. and Check them out. If you haven't, give it a try. Genteelapparel.com. You can order online. All orders over $150, free shipping, and they will get it to you quick, quickly. Michael Borky can attest to that. I told him, hey, man, you got some stuff coming from Genteel, yeah. and he was like, the next morning, it arrived. In a cool okay. box, too. I know that's not why you buy things, but yeah. that, was a, that was a nice touch. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, check him out at Genteel Apparel, and uh, Genteel encourages you to have a great 4th of July holiday coming up. I mean, if uh, you've got some of those swimming trunks with the escape hatch patented technology, you will be good to go. Good to go. <laughs> we'll be spending some time like in the water made, myself I, this coming week, and I will have. I feel like I will have those. I feel like you two have made a bet to try to break me today. I, both of y'all have, have hit me with a couple of, of heavy hitters. 
made me laugh, but I feel like there's a bet between you two. Like, who can get him to crack? Like, to really pound the table, get the belly laugh going. Is that a challenge? I I, I don't know, man. I, you know, I'm, I'm in a good mood, so bring it on. All right, so uh, we're talking about layoffs at ESPN. Jeff Van Gundy, Jalen Rose, uh, Max Kellerman. Kind of expected the cancellation of his morning radio show alongside Keith Sean Johnson and Jay Williams with Pat McAfee coming in. This was one where you were kind of able to connect the dots. He's been at ESPN for a long time. Um, as the fact checker on Around the Horn, and I, I, well, I guess it was host of Around the Horn, didn't he start out as like the fact checker on PTI? He was no. He was the, he was on uh, the first host of um, Around the Horn. Of of he was something he was kind of a fact checker on there, but yeah, going going all the no. way back to two thousand two. Uh, left and went to Fox Sports. Returned to ESPN in Los Angeles. Um, he was on with Marcellus Wiley for a while. He was on with Stephen A. Smith for a while on First Take. Uh, he hosts uh, a boxing show on ESPN, but it was always like. Where does he really fit? And because he had been there for a long time and because he was involved with a lot of stuff, apparently he had a pretty big salary, and they were looking for the opportunity to cut big salaries for people that they thought were redundant or didn't really have a place or didn't generate revenue. And so Kellerman is out. Keyshawn Johnson is out. Um, Todd McShay. Oh, I missed this. McShay's out? Todd McShay is out. Remember Todd McShay took uh, a, a leave of absence a couple of years ago? And I, I don't know if that played any role in this, or it simply was, okay, what is Todd McShay doing? Well, he's sparring a lot with Mel Kuyper, and he's one of our NFL reporters, but we've got a bunch of NFL reporters. We've got him on the sidelines for college football games, but does that really add to anything? There. And it didn't it didn't fit in some of what they were doing. So there, there's yeah. also uh like what everybody thought he was doing to Kuiper, where he was they hired him, he's gonna push Kuiper out. A guy named Matt Miller kinda did that to him. Draft As he guy. Has risen. Yeah. He was a, a draft guy that I think had his own publication for a while mm-hmm. and hopped on with ESPN, and you don't need three draft guys. You barely need two. Matt Hasselbeck is out. Wow, he's good. Yeah. They really, they've really gutted the NFL studio coverage teams, both Monday Night Countdown and the Sunday NFL countdown show. So Hasselbeck was on Sunday NFL countdown and then appeared on some other platforms as well. Ashley Brewer is a sports center host. She was based in Los Angeles. She is out. To me, this is the one that is the most shocking of the entire crew. Susie Colbert. Yeah. I mean Yeah. That's the one I was waiting on you to get to, yeah. Uh, between her and Steve Young and, and Hasselbeck, how are you going to cover the NFL the right way? And we always, 
we always talk about how flimsy their college football coverage is. You know, in terms of beyond, you know, they do a great job with the games, but you know, they're not actually covering college football day to day the way they do the NFL. But then they just gut at their NFL stuff. Well, the the answer on how they're going to cover the NFL is Laura Rutledge, Marcus Spears, Dan Orlovsky. Their NFL live show is it's it's really good. It's very good. But are they they're, so two, out of, two that, out of three ain't bad. That, so that crew's just going to do it all, I guess. Now, I mean, I don't think do it all. I mean, there are other people within their They'll NFL just realm. Throw it on Stephen A. Smith's plate, yeah, and I, just make him do more. You know, there are suits that that rose up to the position that they're in for, for good reasons. I you would hope anyway, but when you see. Things like cutting Susie Colber. And by the way, Borky, she started at ESPN in nineteen ninety three and was part of the launch of the Deuce ESPN two. She's been there since I was a year old. Yeah. And is a staple. And is still is talented and hosts a show so well. So so somebody like her goes. But you you have take Buck and Aikman, for example. Did spending what they spent on Joe Buck and Troy Aikman add a single viewer to Monday Night Football? What if it was, what is it, Bob Wischusen and Dan Orlovsky? No, but but there's a reason why they spent what they spent on him, on those two. It showed that move of bringing in Joe Buck and Troy Aikman put ESPN slash ABC under the Disney umbrella into the Super Bowl rotation. And they look at that as a huge revenue generator that they were not going to have when Steve Levy was the play-by-play announcer on Monday Night Football or Sean McDonough was the... So so I know on the surface some of these moves don't look like they make sense when you think about the hires and the fires, but some of the hires, the really high-profile, really expensive hires... Pat McAfee, one of them, are strategic based on revenue that either will be generated in the future or will be, they think, in the case of Pat McAfee, immediate. They think that that show will start generating revenue for Disney and will more than pay for itself starting on day one. And I buy that. And he'll come with a pretty incredible following in his Programming is very different than what they do on a daily basis. He's, he's it is. different. I, it's weird, though. It feels like they get further and further away from true coverage of the sports. And they, they've got these people, and forget Buck and Aikman, but Mike Greenberg's incredibly accomplished. You know, just phenomenal. Did a national radio show for a long time, all that. But is Get Up worth for one person six and a half million dollars? I know he works a lot, but it feels like they've gotten away from covering teams and have gotten more into let's talk about the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that they really, and maybe they had to for finances or whatever. But when I go to get coverage of sports and teams, I don't go there anymore. I go there for a scoreboard and then for games. But if if I want to read about a team or like the latest news, ESPN's yeah. not my first go to anymore. 
because they've gotten rid of all the people that do that stuff now. All right, so you mentioned Mike Greenberg. We had a text that mentioned Paul Feinbaum. I'll tell you why I think those two people are so valuable to ESPN. Greenberg more so than Feinbaum, but for similar reasons. When we come back, Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. We're in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi on this Friday afternoon, rolling toward the weekend. An hour and 20 minutes or so left. Don't forget we've got a Food Friday coming your way in the 5 o'clock hour, presented by Polks and PolksMeat.com. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Michael Borky, thanks as always for being with us. We were talking about the uh, the layoffs that were announced uh, have been kind of leaked throughout the course of the day at, uh, at ESPN. And, and before the break, I said, I will tell you why I think a guy like Mike Greenberg, who is valuable to ESPN, but lots of people look at him and go, he's just kind of vanilla, like doesn't do a whole lot for me. And how Paul Feinbaum kind of falls in the same category. Now, they're, they're different, right? Greenberg makes a lot more money than Feinbaum does, although Paul Feinbaum makes a really, really good living. I don't know what his reported salary is, somewhere between a million and two million a year. But what Paul Feinbaum does, in addition to being on SEC Nation and being a recognizable name, face, character, especially in this part of the country, is he knocks out 20 hours of programming that is live every single week on the SEC Network. Like, they know from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock... Five days a week, 48 weeks out of the year, they're covered. And that's not something that they've got to fill. Now, Borky made the argument there are a lot of people that you could plug into that spot that could do as good or better a job with that radio show and with that program on the the SEC network. And I don't argue against that, but there aren't, whether you like the guy or not, there aren't many people that they can plug into that role that are as recognizable as Paul Feinbaum is. And so if he makes $2 million a year, ESPN looks at it, they're like, okay, 20 times, what, get almost 1,000 hours a year of programming out of Paul Feinbaum. And, you know, they don't have to worry about that time slot. Mike Greenberg is, is similar, but different in that there is versatility there. Like ESPN would look at Mike Greenberg and go, we can put him anywhere, and he can do a professional job that's controversy-free for the most part, 
and we just don't have to worry about it. We need him on Sports Center. He can host Sports Center. I don't think he's doing that anymore, or if he is, it's very rare. He's got Get Up, the morning show, which is what, a three hour block, five days a week. He has his radio show, whatever it's called, Greeny, I think is the name of the show. And so they're getting a lot out of him. He's a recognizable name, he's non controversial. Even if he's a little vanilla, it's fine. And so I think they see value in that. The whole idea that ESPN was going to have a morning show that was going to compete with Good Morning America or the Today Show or CBS This Morning, eh, it's a little far-fetched. But, as we've said before, you go to the doctor's office, you go into your local quick lube shop, you go into a barber shop, TV's on ESPN, and there's Mike Greenberg for three hours. Every single day. There, there's a reason they did it. So, so maybe I'm crazy. I just, I, I can't believe that sports fans at large would rather what they currently produce over highlights, quick analysis from actual reporters that cover the teams in and out. For significantly cheaper. Like, I can't believe the millions that are invested on the Scream at Each Other shows are worth the return as opposed to doing a good old morning show like they used to for much cheaper. You know? They could put it on for millions cheaper. Well, they just used to put Sports Center on repeat. Like, you had live Sports Centers. Multiple times, like at, at 10 Eastern and then at midnight Eastern, and then the one that, that aired at midnight Eastern, it was just on a loop until like 10 o'clock the next morning. And I watched them all. Like yeah. the same show over and over. I, I did the I same just, thing. I was keep watching. Yeah. I just, I, I come I, at I, 2 o'clock, I knew everything that had happened in the day in sports. Yeah. There, there's, I, there's a reason they do it. There is. There has to be a reason they do it that way. I just, and there's only one edition of Sports Center that grabs people anymore, and it's SVP. Mm-hmm. That's the only one. The rest of it's just leading into something else. What, what if they put SVP on at eight, and, 8 in the morning and then replayed it at 9.30 and then replayed it at 11? I wonder how that would do and how many millions that wouldn't cost them. I don't know. I don't know. Other layoffs, Steve Young, Hall of Fame quarterback, who has been full-time at ESPN since 2000. I had no idea that he had been there 24 years. And he's been part of just about all of their studio coverage, most recently on Monday Night Countdown. Lafonso Ellis, NBA or a college basketball analyst, former Notre Dame star, played 11 years in the NBA, big part of ESPN's college basketball coverage, both in studio and as a game analyst, part of College Game Day since 2019. Jason Fitz. Radio host. Then uh, with ESPN since 2016. June Lee, uh, baseball writer, host for Baseball Tonight. Their streaming pregame show. And was a big part of ESPN's coverage of the uh, KBO, the Korean baseball that we had during the pandemic. Um, Jordan Cornette. 
basketball analyst, ESPN Radio, been at ESPN six years, and then the most recent name that has popped this afternoon, David Pollock, former Georgia Bulldog. He's been at ESPN since 2009 and had grown into one of the main people on set at College Game Day. There's Reese and Kirk and Lee Corso and his minimalized role, Desmond Howard. I've been waiting David to Paul. see Lee Corso. We've announced that Lee Corso has stepped down from his role. You know, they're not going to fire him, but I've been waiting all day to see the... I think there's some people that are untouchable. I know they said there are no sacred cows in this. I think Lee Corso is untouchable. I think Dick Vitale is untouchable. They'll go when they're ready to. I don't think either of those two is getting pushed out. Corso needs a farewell tour. They, they need Whenever it's going to happen, and it, it feels like it's going to happen soon, he deserves a farewell tour. Like, announce it right so, now so every stop is like, Corso, thank you for making college football fun. We love you. Vital needs the same. Every yeah. you know, Vital gets you know a year where he's calling all the big games, and then they you know everybody you know he gets to do that last Duke North Carolina game. Yeah, but but his health I mean, is such that it's just it's just coming. Well, you, you make it work. You, you let him know you know these are the games and, he can make, and we're going to give him to him. There's another piece of value for Dick Vitale, also mm-hmm. beyond his role as announcer, ESPN's. Massive charity platform is the V Foundation, and he has raised hundreds of millions of dollars for cancer research, which is a huge initiative for ESPN. And so there's value there for ESPN with Dick Vitale as well. So I don't know. And look, Pat McAfee coming on board and being as popular as he was on College Game Day was not good for David Pollock. In my view, it's easy to cut somebody when you bring on somebody that is so popular. And and we hear from some people sometimes that you know he's not my cup of tea. I get it, but that show needed juice. After Corso had a, has had his stroke, he he just didn't have that electricity anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if nothing else, Pat McAfee is. Is right for a college football pregame show. He's loud. He's goofy. Sometimes he doesn't make sense. And that's college football. Loud, sometimes goofy, sometimes doesn't make sense. I mean, what's another person in a suit talking about the cover three? You know, they, they needed something just energy. He is a showman, which college game day has lacked mm-hmm. for a long time. And they got plenty of reporters, and they're going to continue to put plenty of resources in it. You got Reese Davis buttoned up. You know, he's the host, smooth, never makes a mistake, just as, as good as it is. Desmond Howard, yeah. I guess, yeah. is going to be there forever. You got Reese Davis, like I said, buttoned up. He's the host. He's doing a great job. Then you have the guy over here who's, I'm going the wrong way, maybe. He's over here. He's the, you know, he's the, the, the analyst, and he knows all the ins and outs. That's Herb Street on that show. And then you have the showman. You have the guy who comes in and makes everybody laugh. It's it's a winning formula, just like it is on this show as well. Look at this guy. Ga- gassing his buddies up. Mm. That's right. I mean, you don't mind being Herb Street, do you? 
No? You wish you had his money, I know. Before you even say it, you wish I had his money. I would not get a spray tan, though. <laughs> if they told you to. to keep oh, yes, angry, you would. You would. <laughs> yes, you would. Coming here looking like Trump. The sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. So when we wake up tomorrow morning, the Big 12 will officially be different. UCF, BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati will officially be members of the Big 12. And on the eve of that happening, the Big 12 has officially signed and executed its long-form television contract with both Fox and ESPN. And it is a deal that includes, Ross Dellinger pointing this out, As part of the finalization of its TV deal, the Big 12 expects to play weekday football games, including Friday nights. Okay. Uh, Do do we know how big a deal high school football is in the state of Texas? Some days should just be... Days reserved for the thing that's always been. Yes. Yeah, but it hasn't yes. been for a long time, though. I mean, there's been Friday night football, college football for a long time now. I know, but it was a bad idea. Bad idea then, though. It was a bad idea the first time somebody's like, "Let's put a college football game on a Friday." That was a bad idea that day. It still is a bad idea. I bet the coaches get that are in Friday night games. I mean, they're they're losing a day of scouting. You know, they could be out recruiting. Yeah. So they're you know coaching a game that they could easily just coach on Saturday, but you know somebody upstairs decided they need to make more money. But in fact, yes, still, their high school football teams in a lot of states that play games on Saturday. Yeah. They have a lot of California high school football games that get played on Saturdays. Other well, college football. We can't count what California does. Yeah, what are we doing here? They tried to Not ban. The no, they didn't try. They banned tailgating from the national championship game. Uh, they they're all kinds of backwards. I only played one there. game on a Saturday, and it was because there was a, a a really bad thunderstorm that Friday night. We couldn't. They wouldn't let us play. Oh man, the the local TV station would air games on Thursday nights, and we got two my senior year because. Uh, the team was pretty good. And that Friday off was the greatest off day of all time for some reason. Like, we played Thursday, and it was on regional TV, like, you know, upstate South Carolina, a little bit of North Carolina, a little bit of Tennessee. And then Friday was like this bunch of 16-year-olds running around being crazy instead of going to the football game. It was the best, like, out of, out of a movie. Yeah. I went to a very, like, movie cliche high school. It, it felt just like the movies. How, how things were structured and, and like even what the, the clicks were and, and the parties. Of course and you all did. And you, were, 
You were walking around there in your letter jacket like Billy Zabka. Yeah. Except for didn't wear the letter you were jacket the, you much because it never got cold enough. But no, never didn't bully. You're, you were stuffing kids into trash cans. Don't lie. No. Look but, at you. But like the you big gold Adonis. Come on. Oh man. But yeah, that's it. It felt like the movies, and not always in a good way. Hmm. For for a day with no news, there's a fair amount of news that has popped up. All right. Um, yeah, and I mean, if you if you were if you were hosting the Paul Gallo show or Gerard, you really had a lot of news to get into today. <laughs> so a lot. So now this Big Twelve deal did was this already known that it was done, or or is today the day that it was, Colorado, it was in, Utah are are waiting for um, to know how much. No, 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 no. The Big 12 done deal has been done in principle for a while. So today's just it's final. Yeah. Okay. And they had they had to get the big long agreement signed before the new members officially joined tomorrow. Okay. So that's done. What's not done though is the Pac-12 deal. That's the number that Colorado and Arizona and Arizona State and Utah are waiting to see. Salt Somebody say earlier, and they're right. What a circus they'll, their media day would be if they don't have one in place yet. I don't think they will, do they? Then I mean, they they've said for months that it's coming soon, coming soon, coming soon, and then media days is almost here for them. And if they don't have one in place, football's not going to be the topic of conversation there. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of like if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, does it really make a sound? I mean, Pac-12 Media Days, don't they do it at a movie lot in L.A. for like four hours? No, I mean, like, I'm, I'm being serious. Uh, like, I, mean, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if it still happens that way, but it was a one-day or a half-day event that was on like a movie studio lot in L.A., it was a weird setup. I don't know. Five o'clock hour coming up. We'll start things off with the college football fix. Then we'll get into a food Friday and then carry you into the weekend. That's coming up next. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Say that again. Please say. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Sorry, poorly timed joke, completely inappropriate. On Super Talk Mississippi. o'clock hour with you on Sports Talk Mississippi on this Friday, the last day of the month of June, alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky. I'm Richard Cross. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. It might be a little bit warm, but that means uh, it doesn't mean you can't play golf. Where do you want to do that? Well, Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, of course. Two 18-hole championship courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. Part of Pearl River Resort. You can book your tee time online at Dancing Rabbit Golf or visit PearlRiverResort.com. 
to learn more. Ceasefire text line is always open to you at 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from Ceasefire Business. Ceasefire.com slash business. Uh, all guests on Sports Talk appear on the Farm Bureau guest line. No guests this afternoon, but we are having a good time being with you. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. It's time right now for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling truck has is built Ford Tough. You can test drive an F-150, F-Series, best-selling truck in America, 46 straight years at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Phil Steele ranks the top individual units at the quarterback position across all of college football. There's some SEC flavor there with um, LSU at number 10, Ole Miss at number 9, Mississippi State 8, South Carolina 7, Tennessee 6, Arkansas 5. So a big run of SEC teams there. There is an ACC team that is there at number 4, and with that, we get to the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. This day is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This day is bananas. 100 teams in 100 days. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Team number 63 on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Last year, Drake May, as an untested redshirt freshman, threw for 4,321 yards, completing 66% of his passes with 38 touchdowns and seven interceptions and also led the team in rushing with 698 yards. Their running back group may be a little bit better this year, so perhaps his rushing yards go down. Redshirt freshman Connor Harrell is the backup. That's why North Carolina is ranked as the number four quarterback unit in the entire country. Mac Brown and the North Carolina Tar Heels, do they take a step forward this year? Do they stay the same? Do they take a step back? Following last year's nine and five season, nine and five last year, six and seven a year ago. North Carolina jokes aside, okay, set the jokes aside. Phil Longo is no longer the offensive coordinator at North Carolina. He has moved to the University of Wisconsin to be the offensive coordinator on Luke Fickle's staff. There, they have a stud returning at quarterback in Drake May, but a new play caller. And there's no questioning the success that Drake May had under Phil Longo. How big a deal is this for North Carolina? It just it just it feels like it's going to be a bigger deal than maybe we're we're thinking it's going to be. You know, Longo is a, a coach. We we all know he liked to air it out. So you know, any more hint of balance. And Drake May's numbers are going to take a hit. But the, the good news is he's going to complete passes. He's a great quarterback. 
they'll still be good numbers, and North Carolina should still be a really good team. It's crazy. We all liked Sam Howell. We were like, man, that's a really good quarterback. You know, they sort of plucked him out of out of nowhere, and then this kid comes in. You're like, wait, this kid's much better than Sam Howell, even. Yeah. You know who they replaced Longo with? Chip Lindsey. Chip Lindsey. See? An offensive coordinator at UCF, Auburn, Arizona State, and Southern Miss. Did, I just, did you just list any teams that are like, you were like, man, they were so good offensively? Head coach at Troy from 2019 to 2021. So what you're telling me is when they Troy let him go, they immediately went 12 and 2. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm Those just, numbers yeah I can't, I can't get fired up about Chip Lindsey. Don't you think that you want Drake May to run the ball less than 184 times? Yeah, but yes. Lindsey's history tells you he's he's going to run. Yeah. South Carolina in the opener playing the game in Charlotte on September 2nd. Oh, what a what a great start to the season. Mhm. Don't like the venue? The stadium is fine. I, I I would prefer that be on a campus. But South Carolina who surged at the end of last year and Drake May in North Carolina. Yeah, no, it's it's like a great quarterback matchup. Can be anyway. That stadium, it's just it it does like there's no character to it. Have you been to a game there, Borky? Yeah, a few. It it's it's fine. It, yeah. It's all it is. It's fine. Okay. There's right, a so reason South, they're looking to build a new one. South Carolina week one in Charlotte. Next two games at home, Appalachian State. That was a classic last year. Appalachian State, North Carolina. Yeah, 63-61, Carolina won it. Is that the one where App State missed a field goal to win it at the end? Yeah. No, they missed uh, two no, extra East- points. That was You're thinking of East Carolina, North Carolina State. That's what it was. App State, and then App State went for two in the win and didn't get it. Mm. Or two in the tie and didn't get it. Yeah, yeah trying to tie it. I don't know. And then yeah. for the Big Ten, Minnesota in Chapel Hill in week three. First road game is at Pittsburgh, then the open date. Then they host Syracuse, host Miami, and host Virginia. Then it's a road trip to Georgia Tech, Campbell at home. I don't think Campbell football is as good as Campbell baseball. Duke at home. Probably not. And then the uh, the last two games of the regular season at Clemson at NC State. Whew. That is a tough end, those last two. That's tough. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So you go rivalry game at Clemson, rivalry game at NC State. The good news for NC, your North Carolina is they're going to have a better quarterback than every team they play. And that you, sometimes is half the battle. You just don't make any mistakes. You may can lead them to a lot of wins this year. Better quarterback than every team they play. Spencer Rattler. They don't play USC or Texas. Yeah. Drake Drake May's better. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. Maybe do they play Florida State? That might be that would be one that I would. Okay, then then yeah. They don't have Florida State or Miami on the schedule this year. Well, Miami. Whatever, but. If they were playing Florida State, I would tell you that Travis might be on the same tier with May. Not in terms of NFL, but in terms of being a college quarterback. Yeah. Um, should we squeeze the other one in here or hold it for the last segment of the show, Borky? 
Let's not squeeze we'll them. Give them a, we'll give them their full. Say not? Yeah, let's not squeeze it. Because this is the team Michael Borky despises the most in the world. Go ahead and play the fight song. No, let's not squeeze it in now. We'll save it for the end of the show. Oh, okay. He said squeezing in at the end of the show. That's why. Oh, yeah. My bad. Okay. All right. Now we're on the yeah. same page. I was like, yeah, there, there, there's like, this two is Borky's most hated team. Yeah, we were just saying don't squeeze it in right uh, right now. Borky would just say the name of the team and then spit on the ground. So um, we, we talked about this yesterday when we were talking about NC State, or maybe it was two days ago. But the predicted order of Duke yesterday so. from uh, from the ACC from Phil Steele: Clemson one overall, Florida State two, Pittsburgh three, tied with North Ooh. Carolina. Yeah, Pittsburgh and North Carolina tied for third. So I'm assuming what he does is put together predicted order of finishes and then. Puts together the standings from there. Followed by Miami and NC State and Louisville and Duke. Picks Virginia last in the ACC. Well, Virginia and Georgia Tech tied for last. Yeah. So. I, I think Florida State is ripe here to finally get back on top in the ACC this year. Yeah. Drake May is the preseason first team all ACC quarterback. Pretty good group of quarterbacks, honestly. That's a good top two, then. Who's yeah, the you third? Got, you got Drake May, one, Jordan Travis, two, Riley Leonard at Duke, three, and Tyler Van Dyke at Miami, mm-hmm. four. And you've got Armstrong, who threw for, like, a bunch of yards in, in NC State. Oh, that's right. That's he a good group over there. Yeah. Mm. That's a good, a good group, group of in the ACC. Yeah. It, it really that's is. stronger than the SEC's top five. That is your college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. We've got more coming up with you. We'll get into a Food Friday coming up next. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. How do you like that? I love it. On Super Talk Mississippi. back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. Thanks for being with us on this Friday afternoon, last day of the month of June. Let us not tarry. Let us jump right in. It is time for a Food Friday. Food Friday is brought to you by and presented by Polk's Meat. Polk's Meat Products. Uh, I tell you about the website, polksmeat.com. You go there, you can find some recipes, maybe some uh, recipe ideas. I saw on Polk's Instagram account earlier today a really good recipe idea for uh, the Polk's hot dogs. Or if you wanted to make them with Polk's smoked sausage, you could. Uh, corn dog bites. Muffin pan, grease it up, get your cornmeal made up, your cornmeal batter made up. Drizzle it in like a cupcake. Drop your hot dog in or your sausage bite in. Put them in the oven. Bake them, and now you've got homemade corn dog bites 
with Polk sausage or Polk's hot dogs in the middle. So you can check out the online stuff, the social media stuff, but what you really need to remember is that when you go to the grocery store and you head to the meat department, there's only one choice when it comes to sausage. Well, the, the truth is there are a lot of choices when it comes to sausage, but the choice that we recommend, the choice that you're going to love, is Polk's meat products. Look for the bright yellow packaging. It's got Polk's in bright blue trimmed in red on there, and uh, they've got the Cajun smoked sausage, they've got the garlic and green onion, they've got the hot dogs, they've got the ham steaks, they've got the ham that is cut perfectly for biscuits, so much more, and you are going to love it. It will not disappoint whether it's on the grill or in the skillet or, I guess, if you wanted to cook it in the oven, you could do that. So what are we going to eat this weekend, boys? This is a cooking weekend. Even as hot as it is, it is a holiday weekend rolling toward a national holiday that is synonymous with cooking out and grilling out Brian Haydad's wheelhouse right here. We'll start, Haydad, with what you're going to do this weekend and into the holiday. Uh, he's loosening up, popping the neck. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just going to pick up some fried chicken from, from Popeye's or something. Oh, you schmuck. No. Come on now. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, tomorrow, I've got a, a turkey breast thaw, thawing out. We're doing turkey tomorrow on the grill. Smoked turkey. Got a couple of turkey breasts. We're going to do that. Okay. With some mashed I'm going to do and turkey to me is mashed potatoes and gravy. So I'll do some mashed potatoes and make a homemade gravy. And then I got some Brussels sprouts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them on the grill. I don't. I've never done this, but I'm gonna put them. I'm gonna. I'm, I think I'm gonna skewer them first, and put them over the fire. Get a little char, yeah. and then put them into a packet of foil with some butter and some lemon and some seasoning, and, and let them cook from there. That's that's the Saturday I, plan. I like the sound of that. But yeah, it sounds. Going, that, that's what I think. Yeah. We, we, so so you're going kind of a, a sit down, like. Holiday slash Sunday lunch type meal. I guess, yeah. But I've, okay. I've had turkey breast on the brain for like two weeks now, and I, I've just I'm finally getting to do it. So, wait, you've had what on the brain? Turkey. Sorry, go ahead. Turkey, turkey breast. Gotcha. On gotcha. the brain. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's my plan for Saturday. Okay. Followed by. This but there's a, more. This is not a grilling once weekend. No, no. Uh, so I'll take Sunday and I'll take Sunday off. Um, and then we're going to go back on Tuesday since we do have the day off here on Sports Talk Mississippi. And uh, I've got a couple. You know, I know I did Mississippi pot roast a couple weeks ago, but I, I'm going to go a different way. But I can't get away from that that pulled beef. Borky, we're we're just right about this. It's better than pulled pork. It's easier yes, to it do is. than a pork butt. And it's 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 beef, so it's better. So I got a couple of chuck roasts. I'm going to do them sort of a pulled beef style. I think I'm going to like rub them down. I don't ever put a binder on meat when I'm when I'm doing that, but I think I'm going to rub them with some some W sauce. What do you and mean? And then just a put a couple. Of, you don't ever put like mustard on a, on a pork butter or on ribs or oh, anything okay. like that. I just season yeah. the meat and I go from there. Okay. I don't usually ever do that, but I am going to put some W sauce on these roasts. And then uh, I think I'm going to use, I think I'm just going to go Killer Hogs AP and then Killer Hogs Barbecue Rub. Let them smoke for a few hours and then put wrap them up with some beef broth and uh, and let them, let them braise and get very, very tender and be able to pull them apart. And I'm going to do some mac and cheese with that and some corn on the cob. 
Ooh. Yeah. 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 I know you're not a big fruit guy, but no watermelon? I don't actually like watermelon, so and neither do my kids, so sorry. I know. I need to go get I, I forgot to buy the sausage. I'm gonna buy that on the way home. I gotta get that when I get home. Did y'all see my okay. tweet to Kroger by the way today? Yeah. I bagged my tweeted own at stuff. Kroger. I can't relate. Well, I, I got lucky and I found a, there was an aisle that the lady was checking as as I was pulling in. I was like, okay, you know, I don't have to go to self checkout. I hate self checkout. I don't work there. I don't want to have to do your job. I hate to sound like a stick stick in the mud, but it is what it is. But then they bagged me up. I had I had a total of seventeen items. Now one was a bag of charcoal and one was a bag of wood chips. So there's no bag for those. The other uh, uh, fifteen items they gave me a total because they double bagged my meat. They gave me a total of, of of thirteen bags for fifteen items, and I'm just looking. I'm like, guys, I'm not a grandma. You don't have to. They put like the little eight ounce block of cheese that I buy for the macaroni and cheese. They put two of them in one bag, and that's it. Like, guys, look at me. I can I can lift. I'm, I got some muscles here. Let's let's let's. You know, I'm not. An, I'm. Gosh knows I'm not an environmentalist by any stretch of the imagination. But this can't be good using all of this plastic. It just can't be. Do you reuse it? Do you repurpose the plastic, or does it yes, just get straight yeah, no, no, nah, nah, well, you know, God, all, God forbid, I throw away a plastic bag in our house. My wife will have my head, have it on a pike out in front of the house. No, mm-hmm. those things get reused. They become the bathroom trash bags and and things of that nature. Very good, very good, Michael Borky. Uh, much, what is the plan? Much simpler. Little guy and I are going to, to Mexican tonight, so we're not cooking tonight. Tomorrow I've got myself a gigantic ribeye, and I'm just going to reverse sear it uh, on the smoker. I, I like smoked ribeye, man. I, I know that, that most of the steak experts will just kind of do it, either reverse sear on the oven or just a, a pan sear or whatever, but I think the smoked ribeye is the best. So I reverse sear it, get it up to 115, let it rest for 10, 15 minutes, 90 seconds, 90 seconds in your butter, garlic, and herb uh, hot pan, and uh, then fall asleep afterwards because it is huge. <laughs> no sides, no. just a massive piece of I mean, meat. It's, it's huge, man. I, I, like, I had to double-check to make sure it wasn't a chuck. That's how big it is, so I'm looking forward to that. And then for the fourth... Are you, are you worried, given the temperature outside, about a severe case of the meat sweats? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, it won't matter. I, I mean, as I learned from back when people lived in this state before air conditioning, everybody's just sweating on each other anyway. So mm-hmm. it, it just uh, it doesn't matter. But so that'll be that'll be tomorrow, and then for the fourth, I'm doing barbecue nachos, and I got those the, there's those yeah. disposable like aluminum pans. Yeah, and I'm going to fill one up in its entirety with barbecue nachos. So I'm I'm going to smoke a butt, and I'm also going to have uh, I've already got the sausage, so pork sausage. Uh, so I'll smoke the butt, shred it, uh, get the sausage, and then I'm going to smoke the queso that goes on top of the nachos. So the meat's going to, yeah, I, I'll have to put it in a cooler or something to try to keep it at temperature because I'm going to smoke the the cheese and then layer of nachos, meat, cheese. I've got jalapenos already, tomatoes, a little bit of lettuce, just a little bit, and then just layer, 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 layer until I run out of items. I would instead of the lettuce, I would add more meat. Oh, there's, there's going to be enough meat, and then the sand that lettuce there. can get in the way. Eh, that lettuce can get on. in the way. 
Little guy and I are going to have, uh, we're going to be like this because Richard asked about fruit. I don't like watermelon at all, but I, I'm going to do because I'm cheesy as all get out. What's wrong with you? Uh, strawberry, blueberry, and uh, vanilla yogurt parfaits for us in the morning while I'm cooking everything else. Red, white, and blue, America. He loves that stuff. I love that stuff. And then we're going to destroy all the healthy eating like five hours later. It'll be great. By that stuff, do you mean America? Yeah. Hold on. Hold we're, on. We're referring to America as that stuff. Shut up, Borky. It's America. <laughs> we need that on a soundboard. Yeah, we do. We need it. We need it. Uh, I told you this is this was going to be a, a two segment edition of uh, of Food Friday. Uh um, we gotta get your stuff in, so yeah. You know what? We Oh, here he goes. We're not doing that much. Yeah, here he goes. No, 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 it's no. It's on me no. every week. No, 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 okay. no. I was I was thinking I think this marks two years with Polks and Food Fridays. Sounds about right. I, I think we started it right before the Fourth of July, kind of at the end of baseball. Maybe, maybe it was right around the. No, I think it was right around the Fourth of July two years ago. So we're coming up on two years of Food Fridays here on Sports Talk Mississippi, courtesy of Polks. Visit them online at polksmeat.com. More coming up. No buts about it, folks. Picky people, pick Polks. Junction in the Grove and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, Sports Talk Mississippi. Friday afternoon, rolling into the weekend on this 30th day of the month of June. Tomorrow the calendar turns to July, and the thermometer is going to cooperate. It's going to, it's going to feel like July, so that's good to know. We don't want to be disappointed by that. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky, and you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. You can join us on the Ceasefire text line. We want to know what you're cooking this weekend. What are your plans, whether it's... Tomorrow or Sunday or Tuesday or Monday night, whatever it is, we would love to know. So, hey, Dad, you looked at me funny like I was about to tell you, oh, I'm not cooking or something this weekend. It, it, was that the look you were giving me? That, that was what you sounded off like, well, I don't, you know, I was just like, what, what's he saying? Is he about to do this? Is he going to, no. after all those times he made fun of me? No, no, not about to do okay. that. Though all I right, will tell man. you. That um, the cooking plan is a bit of a work in progress, and that's because okay. I'm not going to be at home. Like I, I don't know exactly what we're dealing with. So we're we're going out of town this weekend, going to the beach. And uh, first of all, I'll tell you this: I feel like I'm pulling the biggest dad move in the history of the world. I, I texted a buddy. I was like, "Hey, don't you have one of those thingies that you put on the roof of your car, like luggage carrier?" He's like, "Yeah, you need to borrow it." I was like. I think so. So very good. I gotta go. That that feels like full on dad vacation mode. You gotta get the thing that you strap on top of the car to put extra bags in. Um, so I know I gotta make a grocery run before we go because I don't know that the um, the Florida Panhandle grocery stores carry Polk's meat products. I'm not willing to run that risk. 
So I'm going to make a sausage run before we leave Mississippi, just to know that I'm covered. That'll be a, a mix of an appetizer tray that is done at some point with big sausage and cheese plate and some crackers and might even put a block of uh, cream cheese on there with some of the jalapeno jelly on top of it. I think that'd be a good plan. And also for uh, for breakfast. So I, I turn into uh, breakfast cook on uh, on va- vacation time. So right. we'll have that. I want to do some fish. But again, I'm not entirely sure what the uh, the grilling setup, the grilling situation is. So I'm going to find a either a fish market. There's one I think that's fairly close. Or I mean, can you just go and buy fish straight off the docks? I don't know if you could do that or not. Probably not the best point. Maybe. Yeah, but there's got to there's got to be a fish market down there. There's got to be oh, yeah, seafood yeah, yeah. markets. Yeah, they're, they're selling multiple. fresh fish. So, I'm not sure what all we're going to do. I, I don't know if we'll do some shrimp one night. And I, I do know that we'll cook burgers on 4th of July. So we'll have burgers and sausage, and we will eat watermelon because we are red-blooded Americans, unlike you communists. Um, Dwayne and Brandon says it is not American to dislike watermelon. And then he said maybe if you put some vodka in it and let it soak, it would be a little more appealing to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, Mike in Grand Base is not liking watermelon. Is like kneeling for the national anthem. Shame, shame, shame. We got some strong opinions about the watermelon. What is it you don't like about watermelon? Liking, by the way, I don't like the taste. You know, if not liking watermelon make, is the same as kneeling before in front of the flag, then call me Colin Kaepernick because I don't like watermelon. All right, Colin, Just don't like it. Yeah, exactly. I still laugh about the time at the SEC tournament. They started the national anthem, and I said, "Oh God, Richard's kneeling." <laughs> People <What>? believed me. <laughs> Your mom texted you. <laughs> yes, I I do not remember that. <laughs> he blocked that out of his memory. Yes, yes, it, it goes along. Text with line blew up like, did Richard actually it. kneel? It was so funny. <sighs> Always good to get stuff like that from my comrade. Brian Haydad. Comrade Haydad over there. Go figure. Comrade Haydad spreading disinformation. Never would have seen that the coming. The glorious SEC tournament was where that happened. Oh, me. Is that the SEC baseball tournament? Yeah, yeah. We, it was our first year. We were in the press box area. And, you know, they started up the game, like, we're going to pause now for the National Anthem. And just as we stood up, I was like, oh, God, Richard's kneeling. God about that, you <laughs> the, jerk. The, the, you the jerk. I just started scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, your phone starts blowing up. Did you really kneel? Uh, uh, do your neighbors uh, get frustrated with the sickle and hammer flag outside your house, or they just kind of learn to live with it? Have I never told you about my neighbors? Uh, no. Okay, my so if you, let's let's pretend I'm sitting here and I'm looking out to the road to my house, right? Mm-hmm. On the right are two Russians. No. Bam. Igor and Sve- and uh, e- Igor and uh, and uh, what's her name? Sivieta. Huh? They they live on the right. On the left, two Ukrainians, a Ukrainian couple. 
I'm in the demilitarized zone. <laughs> and the Russian guy is one of those. He's like, I, I see on TV, Putin is it's all for defense. Ukraine, attack us first. And I'm like, okay, Igor, you just you, you stick to that theory, okay? So how often do you have your neighbors over for, like, a meal? Nah. nah, nah. I mean, nah. one or the other. I don't mean both at the same time. No, nah, no, we, 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 we're not for enough friends. None of us are friends like that. They're, they're much older than us. Both, both sets are. Hey, Dad, Lee, it all makes sense now. It all makes sense. <laughs> Kenny and Wesson sends us a message that says, spies. <laughs> I never watched the Americans. Maybe I should go back and see if what's going on. Hmm. Mike in Oxford, Richard, I'm going, oh, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to read that on the air, Mike, but yes, please. Although I'm out of town all week, so I'm not sure when you uh, you get back. He says he's going to Cave City, Arkansas to pick up some watermelon. Oh, in a couple of weeks. Absolutely, I want one. Thank you. I'll pay you for it. Um, Is that a good spot for watermelon? The knowing Smith Mike, County he won't Arkansas? accept your money, but... Well, that's okay. I'll try. Uh, taco lasagna for the family tonight. I guess that's tonight. Uh, I was just looking to see. We got a bunch of messages. Let's see here. We got oh, there we go. We got grilled corn on the cob. Ooh, yes, it's so good. Like that. I'm glad to know you do eat one American food. Hey, Dad, that's great. I, I like to wrap it uh, in tin foil and lay down pads of butter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and yeah. just a bunch of, of different seasoning, whatever I pull out of my pantry and wrap it up and grill it that way instead of just hard on the grill. Yeah. Homemade peach ice cream with fresh Georgia peaches. Oh, nice. He says regular. That would be right up Richard Cross's alley. Oh, Richard Cross, known fan of the Chick fil A peach milkshake. Had one uh, yesterday or two days ago. I, I went to Chick-fil-A, and they had the sign out that said, it's back, the peach milkshake, and I almost texted you. I was like, you need, to get, you need to go check. It's back. Yeah. yeah. I use the uh, the Chick-fil-A app and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't hit, hit the high status on airline or hotel or whatever. I'm just kind of, like, middling there. But whatever the status rank is at the top for P- Chick-fil-A, I'm, I'm there. And so I got a notification on my phone that uh, the peach milkshake was back. I'm most pleased with that. I tried uh, keep... to come up with a joke. I couldn't make one. I was like, what could I say is like the Chick-fil-A VIP club? What is it called? But I, I couldn't. I couldn't think anything. Uh, keeping it simple, sausage dogs on the grill with onions and peppers, Cajun boiled shrimp with new potatoes and corn on the cob, and a few of those champagne of beer Miller highlights. Happy fourth, guys. Is that that simple? <laughs> That's a lot of food. That's that's not bad, yeah. Let's say that is a great menu. Going into the freezer, going to cook deer burgers and sausage for the fourth. That's from Johnny Eagle in Greenwood. That a boy. Enjoy it, Johnny. That is your food Friday, presented by Polks. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polks. When you go to the grocery store, look for the Polks that eat bright yellow packaging. Royal, you can't miss it. Polk's right there in bright blue. You will absolutely enjoy it. 
It is really hard to miss. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Is this um, – where does the 4th of July rank in terms of food weekends? Oh, I think it's the best alcohol weekend. <laughs> Jeez. Lush. Uh, it's 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 it can't be better than second. Thanksgiving will be first always. Agree. I think. I agree. But it could be second. But I mean, it, it's like Can this Memorial Day, Christmas? Labor Day. Yeah, because sometimes Christmas isn't as foodie as you want it to be. Sometimes just it really is just about getting together and being with the family and. I'm trying yeah, to decide if Memorial Day goes in front of late Fourth uh, of July because it's not quite as hot manning the group. Yeah, Labor Day has football, so that's something you have to consider. There you go. We'll wrap it up with you coming up next. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi, on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi. One last time with you on this Friday afternoon on Sports Talk Mississippi alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky. I'm Richard Cross. Thanks for being with us today. San Diego State has told the Mountain West Conference that it will not be leaving the conference at this point. Will not. They're going to stay put. So you remember I asked you guys couple of weeks ago, do you roll the dice? And I think both of you were in favor of rolling the dice if you were San Diego State in hopes that a deal would get done with the Pac-12. They decided for the safer play. And that feels like the right decision to me. So San Diego State is pay, uh, staying put. Also, Ross Dellinger, uh, a couple of hours ago, Pac-12 leadership reiterated that any expansion decisions will be made after a deal has been agreed to. That put San Diego State in a bind. He also said at a board meeting today, Pac-12 presented presidents with an update on what's termed, you're going to love this, Borky, accelerated process on a TV deal, progress on a TV deal. Only a general framework was revealed with significant linear concepts. A more substantive framework is expected by Football Media Day on July 21st. Oh yeah, I mean, after how many years they're gonna they're they're finally accelerating. Good, yeah, good for them. No, uh, th- there's a lot of people that are are questioning if ESPN's layoffs like has an impact on. Well, what does this mean for the SEC's deal? Call me naive, maybe uh, maybe wrong. My answer has been all day nothing because the live sports are profitable and getting more profitable. ESPN can lay off every on-air, quote-unquote, talent that they have, and they'll keep airing sports because they will keep making money on sports. The actual games themselves. 
Take the NBA, well, for and, example. And, and they've proved, right? They've proved that they will spend money on things that they yes. can monetize. And they can monetize. They even monetize the NBA. And, and it's been well-documented, somewhat disingenuously. Their, their ratings tank a couple years ago hasn't fully recovered, but it's recovering, and they make bank on the NBA. Yeah. Firing Jalen Rose doesn't mean that they're still not making a ton of money on the live games, because they are. So the SEC's in no trouble. I got nothing to worry about. Hey, we don't have time to squeeze in Clemson. You guys can uh, can can start the week off with Clemson and whoever's next on the list. That's how Borky loves to start the week off with Clemson. Yeah. You gonna play the fight song though? I like it actually. Every day. Yeah. Every day is a Monday for Clemson with Borky. Hey, do you uh, do you guys realize that we have eight only? Eight Saturdays left without college football. Eight of them. That's it, hey, Dad. Oh. So close. You can smile, dude. Oh. And. So we. They really uh, like to spell at Clemson, by the way. Every chant (laughs) is them spelling something. Tigers, Clemson, they just. They spell. I'm glad that uh, they're just letting you know they can. They're just letting you know they can. That that was the old running joke, you know, in middle school and elementary school was, you know, Clemson does all the chants the way they do to let everybody know that yes, they can spell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not a lot of love lost there in the uh, Palmetto State, is there? No, 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 no. This this you have to have have had the love to have lost it at some point. I mean, it's. That's a really, honestly, a really good comparison, though. Clemson is Auburn with the lake. There, there's Auburn's nightlife is better, but there is a similar feel in, in both places. And Clemson's exploded lately compared to what it was when I moved out of the state. Thanks mostly to Dabo, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. Town's changed a lot. How close is Clemson to Greenville? It's like forty-five minutes. Okay, so those two are kind of bleeding closer and closer together. Yeah. Because the growth that's happening in Greenville, South Carolina, is ridiculous. I don't have to yeah. tell you that about your hometown. No, it's all the, all the surrounding ones as well. Um, but they started downtown and, and worked their way out, essentially, and, and everything, and, and the whole upstate has just exploded. Yep. All it takes of, is uh, the correct leadership. And investment. That, too. Lots and lots and lots of investment. It's been fun today, boys. Um, thanks for being with us. I will see. Have you a good week off. Thank you. I'll see you two guys and uh, talk with all of you on the tenth of July. Sounds like a long time from now. Factor yeah. in the weekends, and it's a good, good stretch. Be the week thanks of the Palmer Home Radiothon. That's right. That's right. Is there anything unique happening that day? Can't remember. Yeah. You're going to forget about yeah, that, and you're just going to be frustrated when it's all said and done. Mm. I took care of it today. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studios. You need any sizes, or are you good? Yeah. Have a great weekend. Good night. Oh, it's incredible! 
Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production.